Welcome to Breaking Doctrine, presented to you by the Combined Arms Doctrine Directorate at the Combined Arms Center at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. The views expressed here are those of the individual and do not represent the views of the Combined Arms Center, U.S. Army, or U.S. Government. Welcome to Breaking Doctrine, a U.S. Army Combined Arms Center podcast on emerging doctrine and the Army's vision of warfare. Hello, I'm Major Lisa Becker, and this episode is part one of two of the FM390 Writing Team Talk, focusing on the recent rewrite of FM390 tactics. We welcome the primary writers of FM390, Lieutenant Colonel Reed Burgravy and Major A.J. Redden, who serve in the Tactics Division of CAD. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you. Gentlemen, you were part of a larger team that developed the new FM390 that was published in May 2023. What were your roles or expertise in the latest edition of FM390? I, Major Redden, was uh, the lead author for FM390. And then I, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Bergrabe here. Uh, I'm the Division Chief for Tactics, so this book fell underneath our portfolio. And uh, I got to shepherd it through the process. Uh, With COVID, this book took about five years uh, from initial rewrite to, to finishing to be done. And AJ is the one who allowed us to get, bring us home here in the, in the last year. Let's first focus just on the name of FM390, tactics. What are tactics? So I'll give you the, a quick rundown of what tactics I think is. I'll give you the official definition of sort of my opinion on as we go through here. So the Army defines tactics as the employment, ordered arrangement, and directed actions of forces in relation to one another. Employment really is talking about the synchronization of the warfighting functions. The arrangement is the formations, friendly formations, and how you arrange yourself in relation to friendly forces, enemy forces, and the terrain. And then directed action is talking about the task and purpose directed by a commander to achieve an objective. Now, all that has an art and a science piece. So you always hear about the art of tactics and the science of tactics. So the science of tactics is really understanding the military aspects of what's going on. You know, the physical capabilities uh, of the people and the equipment, and really the procedural processes are necessary to get things to happen. Uh, that's really what we're trying to record and put into FM390. What else is out there though is that art of tactics. That's, that's the creative and flexible side of it. That's the um, ability to make decisions under conditions of uncertainty, understand the effects of combat on soldiers. That's, that's stuff that gets taught and that's using understanding the basis of what's put into 390, that science portion. And uh, you have to understand that tactics is never done in isolation, but serving a distinct purpose and that's within a larger military campaign. Uh, to achieve a larger objective. So it's, it's all sort of nesting and trying being driven by FM3O being created out there. FM3O has created this new uh, idea of multi-domain operations. Uh, FM390 is really coming from online and support that, and, but really um, it's a chance to clean up what's in there and make it easier understood and be able to support better what's going on in MDO. When you mentioned art and science, that stuck out to me that leaders need to be involved in the use and execution of tactics. Can you talk that leadership component within tactics? I mean, I guess leaders are always under... Well, doctrine starts off with by having... Uh, doctrine creates a common understanding and a shared language used to describe things. And so leaders have to know that and understand that, and so do all soldiers. Um, if leaders start using non-doctrinal terms, it causes confusion. And so by... Because the Army's constantly moving, constantly changing, the teams you're on are always changing, having this baseline as your... Uh, Experience and knowledge base helps out to do that. And the 390 is trying to be that initial baseline to set things up. Now, every unit may be different, and we'll talk maybe more about it in a minute about tactics and techniques. Um, that's tactics and, and this understanding of doctrine is the baseline. 
I think it goes into um, you have the baseline, but understanding that you know there's no book answer to any tactical problem or how you're going to execute a tactic. So the mission variables are always in play, right? So, but if you understand the baseline, the basics in, in FM390, then you can take those ideas and you can apply them or morph them if you have to based on the actual situation that you find yourself in. So you're not trying to come up with something new and innovative every single time you do something. You have a baseline to operate off of um, based on the actual situation you find yourself in. I mean, we've been, tactics has been done since the beginning of man. I mean, the Romans did, the Greeks did it. There's, this isn't new stuff we're talking about here. Um, I mean, the double envelopment's happened since Balak and I back in, in the hundreds, I think, is back when it was. Um, so this isn't new, and these are all lessons that have been learned in blood. Um, so it's just trying to capture it, making sure it's succinct, easily understood, and easily shareable. As a leader has an idea, is trying to accomplish something that's easily understandable by everybody in the formations you're trying to do something. Sir, you talk tactics and mention techniques. So tactics are often linked with techniques and procedures, or TTPs. We often speak of TTPs as one, but I think it would be good to get a little refresher on how to differentiate between tactics, techniques, and procedures. Yeah, so we just talked to tactic, and really it's what do you do, how do you organize, how do you plan, prepare, and execute. Um, a technique, you know, we define a technique as non-prescriptive ways or methods used to perform missions, functions, or tasks. Um, a technique is really how your organization executes a tactic. You, 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 take the, you take a tactic and you apply the mission variables to that tactic. So a technique will look different for different types of formations. Um, there will be a lot of similarities, but it might, there might be also differences that go into that. Um, a procedure is standard detailed steps that prescribe how to perform a specific task. So things like a nine-line medevac. There's only one way to call in a nine-line medevac. Standard. That, that's a procedure. A call for fire is a procedure. There's a standard way that everyone in the Army, when you say nine-line medevac or call for fire, they're going to do it the same way. Um, so those are very prescript, prescriptive on how you have to do it, whereas tactics and techniques are, are less so. Um, if, you, you know, if you want to do a, differ, a differentiation, you know, a tactic, a wedge movement formation is a, a low-level tactic, right? Um, a technique would be how an infantry fire team wedge, you know, specifically depicts where is the team leader, where are the grenadiers, where are the riflemen, you know, based on the specific environment that they're operating in, you know, the mission variables. That would be a technique, um, as opposed to the larger tactic of, you know, wedge movement formation. When we hear tactics in the Army, I think a lot of people first think of tactics pertaining to the small unit level. What's your response to that line of thought, and to what echelons does FM390 really apply? So, re, over the, over the, since really ULO in 2017 came out, we've said, you know, tactics go all the way up to division, and even a core can be a tactical level headquarters, right? So, when we talk tactics, you're looking from fire team, squad level, all the way up to divisions and cores, and that's how our doctrine is written. Um, you know, we, and we use them to execute battles and engagements to achieve objectives that are part of a larger major military operation or a campaign. Um, so while many soldiers will think of tactics as only re relating, you know, squad to brigade because that's where, they, where they're operating at, um, 
our doctrine is very clear that tactics are applicable to both to also divisions and a core if a core headquarters is performing one of its roles as a tactical headquarters but uh, a caveat to that even though everybody does tactics only certain echelons can do certain tactics doing a division ambush is kind of hard for a division to hide and sneak into an ambush conversely for a squad to do an envelopment that's also a hard thing to do based on what's needed to happen in the time and space available so just because everybody does it there's there's a limitation on what each echelon can do and what they're just based on their capabilities what they can do and can't do so just you got to put that in consideration there fm390 is emerged from the 2013 version of fm3-90-1 offense and defense volume one and fm3-90-2 reconnaissance security and tactical enabling tasks volume two as you received guidance to do a rewrite for these books what were those initial conversations and what led to merging the two manuals into FM390? So quick history lesson here. Uh, prior to 2001, the, every branch was responsible for developing its own uh, manuals and tactics. And so as, as people got talking and using that term, let's say, for example, a raid, how the infantry thought about a raid, artillery thought about a raid, and armor got thought about a raid, slowly change a little bit, they're slightly different. And so if I use the term raids across branches, how I think about it and what I'd be talking about might be slightly different. The Army realized it needed to sort of have a consolidated location for all basic tactics in the Army. And that produced the first book in 2001. Uh, it's gone through a couple iterations. And yeah, for the last iteration there in 2013, it's split into two books. As part of Doctrine 2015, um, they changed that where they had that new format or that old format of ADPs, ADRPs, ATPs as you're looking at things. Uh, part of doing that in FMs. And part of that process, though, as they did that, there's a page limit count on FMs. And so by having the page limit count, they split the FM into two versions, dash one and dash two. So wasn't any uh, thing trying to hide. Uh, just because they had to split in two books, they gave it two different titles. We just brought that back, called it tactics, easy to find, easy to think about as we're looking at doing things. Again, part of that, trying to make things cleaner, simpler, and easier to understand. Sir, you alluded to the doctrinal hierarchy with ADPs, FMs, and ATPs. So if you have ADP 390 and FM390 in your hands, you can quickly skim the table of contents and see a lot of similar words and phrases. Which one do you pick up and when? The ADP is really getting after the big ideas. Um, and you can kind of view it from the time from the standpoint of you know it's the it's an army common sense manual we define terms there that um are, are common across the army so we define the, the echelons from squad all the way up through field army in adp 390 for example so if you want to know what's in a squad you go to adp 390. um but it's really getting after the big ideas and, and, and the what the fm is is more of a a how uh, and it expands on those big, big ideas um, from a broader perspective. And then it, FM390 in particular serves as you know, a foundational pub for many of the subordinate ATPs. So you know, all of, nearly all of the ATPs that are produced at Fort Moore for you know, infantry branch, armor branch, you know, will use FM390 as the baseline, but then take it and cater it to their specific type of formation, organization, whatever, but still using FM390's baseline ideas on, hey, here's the five forms of maneuver, as an example. Okay, well, here's how, you know, the five forms of maneuver apply to, you know, an armor battalion, as an example. Um, 
and how they actually execute their tactics for either their specific echelon or a warfighting function. Um, if I'm going to the field, uh, simply because FM390 is more of a how-to, I'm going to take the FM with me when I go to the field because um, there's going to be far greater detail on how I actually want to do something inside of the FM. I want to throw in a little Merriam-Webster here. Merriam-Webster defines taxonomy as the study of general principles of scientific classification. Often we may think of taxonomy as related to animals or plants, but we also use taxonomy in doctrine. First, I'd like to talk what is a doctrinal taxonomy and then what taxonomy or classification is used in FM 390. So something we realized when we wrote 390 you just can't sit, keep saying over and over again, there's three things or there's three types of this or three types of that, three types of this. It gets a little confusing as you talk about it. And so this is really getting on the nerdy side of things here, so I'm, I'm glad you brought the, the, the dictionary to talk about this. Um, as you look at it, we try to break it down and make it clean and understandable, and so we just won't keep seeing things and things and things. Um, but at the big high level, as you look at it, uh, on our, our initial page, one of our first figures we have is a taxonomy chart showing everything all sort of grouped together easy one-page slider that can be printed out, put in your green notebook, and carry around and sort of see all the tactics in one sort of one location. Um, but the highest level we have operations. So that's your offense, defense, stability. That's the type, three types of operations. Under that, you have your types. And so you can do different types of offensive operations, for example, an attack. Under that, you have your types of variations. So a variation of the attack is the ambush. Uh, under the ambush, you then have your methods under variations, I mean. Uh, methods of doing an ambush, you can do a point or an area ambush. And then formations, you can do a linear L-shape, and it's called a formation. Again, do we expect you to memorize that and understand that? No. Is it required on any test anywhere? No. Uh, do we talk about it even more than that? No. We only actually explain that in the book. Um, what it is, though, is just a way, if you'll see that in writing, that's what we're talking about looking at things. Um, so don't get too wrapped up in about the taxonomy. This is a way of keeping things straight in our head as, as things are laying out as looking at things. If you do look at that, an intro figure there uh, in the beginning of the book, though, things you might notice from the last time we did this is uh, there's no longer forms of defense listed there. Uh, as we got talking back to previous authors and previous versions of books, um, they created forms of defense to balance up with the forms of maneuver. So, hey, there's an offensive thing, there's a defensive thing, we got two things going on. Um, but what we did, we moved up, if you really look at it, there really end up being variations of the area of defense. So you can't do a reverse slope defense unless you have a reverse slope. So it's sort of a, almost a special condition um, that allows you to do something. So it's not something you can just pick any time. If you're doing an area defense and the conditions allow it, here's a variation that you can do as you're looking at it. Uh, if you look at enabling operations, there's a couple things we sort of added. They sort of come in and out. It seems after different versions of FM390, you look at it. Uh, mobility, countermobility, link up, and tactical exceptions are all in brand new enabling operations. Uh, also notice that feint and demonstration, used to, those used to be variations of the offense, of the attack. Those have been moved now under variation of tactical deception. So, again, it's just not a lot of change going on what they are. Feint and demonstration, they haven't changed any of it, but they are just a way of thinking about it, uh, where you put them and why, and what's going on with it. Uh, also, just notice down there in the forms of maneuver at the very bottom, uh, it used to say frontal assault. That's back to frontal attack. Uh, that's a, a typo. That was in ADP 390. Uh, that went out back in 2019. We fixed that, and it's back to frontal attack to keep things straight across the board. Uh, notice also encirclement. It's been removed as an enabling operation. Uh, it's something that sort of happens. It's not something I can do an envelopment and, and give an envelopment to happen, uh, encirclement to happen. I can do a penetration and using terrain still encircle you. 
And so even though it's important we move that back as an appendix, it's not an operation you do per se. It's not a what. It's more of, a, a, of an in-state result, an outcome. an outcome of what your operation is. Um, we took a look at troop movement. And uh, underneath the hierarchy there in the taxonomy, we did a lot of work trying to explain that, make it easier to understand. Uh, hopefully, we did a good job of that. Uh, notice here's two things that might be a little more understand. Looking at our tactical mission task, uh, we took out ambush. Again, there's another typo that got into ADP 390. We took that back out. Ambush is a variation of the attack. Uh, but the one might get more, more eyebrows raised is defeat. Defeat is no longer a tactical mission task. We have defeat mechanisms. That's stuff we do at the strategic and operational level. It's not a tactical task. There's 27 other tactical mission tasks that we can use to describe what we want our subordinates to do and how they want to accomplish it. By using defeat, you're basically seeding your initiative and your thought to your subordinate to figure out what that means, what that looks like. And so we took that out. That's only for strategic and operational levels. They can talk about defeating the enemy and using defeat mechanisms at the tactical level, using one of the other tactical mission tasks that are out there. And then lastly, um, there did, did seem to be some confusion of tactical mission task. Uh, it was subdivided by actions by friendly forces and effects on enemy forces. We talked about that uh, under admission of, uh, of tactics, uh, arrangement of forces. We took that out. That's causing confusion. People saw that actions by friendly forces as task and effects on enemy forces as purposes. And they're trying to do them like that. That's not the case. All these are the what that go in your mission statement. They're not the purpose, the why. These are all what's. So that's, that's the big changes, and that's all captured in that one, that one figure. I think it's like figure 1-1 there in the beginning of the book. Um, and that, that really just has distinctly shown those initial uh, operations and variations uh, going on there all in one location. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Breaking Doctrine. Listeners, stay tuned for another episode with the FM390 writing team, where we will give listeners the background and why of some of the changes in the publication. Just like writing new doctrine is a team effort, breaking doctrine takes a team. Without the crew and special doctrine division here at CAD, we wouldn't be able to bring you this show. Our production is coordinated by Mr. Ted Crisco, and our editing and sound is provided by Captain Wyatt Harper. Please don't forget to subscribe on Google, Apple, or Spotify podcasts, and follow us on social media at U.S. Army Doctrine to get updates on new podcast episodes, Doctrine Digest videos, and publications. Finally, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the official position of the United States Army, the U.S. Army Training and Doctrine Command, or the Combined Arms Center. I'm Major Lisa Becker, and this has been Breaking Doctrine.